Those Two Jerks is brought to you in part by Maverick Group, Maverick Group Experiential Technology. Need some nerds? Let's build something awesome together. Maverick. Hello, welcome to Those Two Jerks. This is episode 146 of the official podcast for people who not only know who played second base for the 1997 Cleveland Indians, but also collected the NFL Super Pro comic book from Marvel. That really does cover everything. It pretty much does. It pretty much does. I am your host, the Tom Alexander. Not the only, but probably the fourth or fifth best. And joining me as always, the (laughs) Sussman, Rick Sussman. Hi, Rick. Hi, Tom. And the vocational... Vu scared of the apocalypse, Chris Vu. <laughs> Hi, Chris. Possible. I mean, isn't we not scared of the apocalypse? The uh, uh, well, probably those dudes who go out on the weekends and shoot cans and crawl on the ground for five minutes. Oh yeah, the guys who like buy everything at the Army Navy surplus store and think I mean, that they're part that of something. In fact, they're really scared of the apocalypse, right? <laughs> no, yes. no, no. Otherwise, no. they wouldn't be doing that. They survived their apocalypse. His name was Obama. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, it is the evening of Monday, July 16th, 2018, as we uh, record this. uh, From Leningrad? Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. This will be called something like Reganistan or something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is the national meal just going to be poutine for everyone ooh, is that... ooh, well done well oh done. i can't take all the credit for that my, my buddy alex at the comic book store he originally came up with an amazing uh uh food truck concept it was poutine on the ritz it was uh, uh, all, it was always a running gag it's fabulous yikes just yikes <laughs> no, I think it'll be think it'll be McDonald's. Of how bad he's got it? <laughs> it'll be McDonald's new McBorscht sandwich. Yeah. Oh, I do love borscht. I do love borscht. <laughs> but you know, given given our president's love for the the golden arches and uh, our new Russian overlords, <laughs> new the Nick borscht. Is it yeah, new? So is like it really that's... new, or is it just confirmed? Like. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, we're recording this on Monday, July 16th, which means in order to do this show, I am missing the sporting event of the year, gentlemen. Huh? Yes. The World Cup was yesterday. I am missing the 2018 Home Run Derby presented by Fuckboy Motors and hosted (laughs) by I Don't Care and Please Turn This Off. (laughs) <laughs> Are you telling me the MLB All-Star game is like in a day or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Home Run Derby featuring eight guys, seven guys no one's ever heard of and Bryce Harper is going on right now. And uh, Are these, just out of curiosity, is it Bryce Harper and the same plumbers that were playing with LeBron this summer? It may be. I don't know because I don't remember any of those guys' names. So it very well could be. Kevin um, Love. And, uh, and uh, tomorrow, that means tomorrow night, or probably tonight, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, is the All-Star Game, which oh, man. is, you know, very consequential to everyone. And also, like, how, how about this, guys? How perfect of an analogy is the All-Star Game for Major League Baseball? We're going to have it on a school night. Oh! <laughs> They've always done that, though. 
I'm just like in no. It's evolution. summertime. It's summertime. Oh. Yeah, nobody's got to work the next no, day. No, man. Look, when they started doing this all-star game, the kids got off during the summer so they could go work the fields at home, you know, so they would, you know, it's fine. It's fine. And what do you mean work the next day? The thing's over at like 11. What are you, 65? Oh, no, no, because you like staying up to midnight on days where you got to get up early the next day. Yeah, I've done it. I've done it. If I get <laughs> six like hours, it? I'm fine. If I get six oh. hours, I'm fine. You're yeah okay, Chris. Chris, pack me yes. up on this. If you can get six hours, or you can get seven hours, or you could get eight hours, or you could get five hours, which of those do you want? Was ten on the list? <laughs> Look, so I'm not saying guy. I'm not saying eight's not better. I'm just saying that to bitch and moan about it being on a Tuesday, which it's been for like you know eighty odd years, is just ridiculous. <laughs> But it, but it proves my point about baseball's no. just absolute refusal for even a monicum of evolution. It, I don't think it does because they still, every sport holds important games like playoffs and championships during the week when they have to. Like it doesn't. That's a playoff game. So you can book in the baseball's, game. In baseball's eyes, well, they book the playoff dates every year as well. They just don't book the teams unless you're you know, my late grandfather who believed all professional sports were rigged. You might, you might be on to something. He might've been, I really don't know. So what are we playing for this year, Tom? What, what is the importance what are of we the playing all-star for? game? Uh, I think some lucky winner who entered their name and I don't know, what is the fucking sponsor this year? That is it another century 21? Somebody's going to win a, a house or a car. I don't know. Somebody wins a truck. I think uh, somebody who's not even playing in the game, they win a truck. And uh, everybody else gets uh, nothing. I don't know. The MVP, <laughs> the MVP of the game, I think, also gets a truck. We're playing hey, for trucks. We're hey. playing for trucks here. Well, is that really what they're? That's that's their prize. <laughs> <laughs> if you're the MV, if you're the MVP of the All Star Game, you get a trophy and a yeah. Usually, you get a brand new pickup truck, like a tricked out whatever their corporate sponsor is that year, GM or Ford or or Chevy, you know. Uh, Chrysler, America, trucks. I mean, like, is that what? All right. I mean, that's like usually that's like the like... grand prize on like the Ultimate Fighter, not the NBA <laughs> All Star Game. I mean, yeah. Well, okay. that's you know, and otherwise, uh, otherwise, everybody else gets uh, nothing. They get the pride of having beaten the All Stars from the other league. Apparently, I don't know. Which means almost nothing. So the coolest thing about the all-star game was that outside of the world series, it was the only time of the year where the AL and the NL played against each other. This Correct. was what 20 years ago. That uh, that would almost 25 now. Wow. 1995, well, 95 was when they started interleague play. So 23 years ago. Yeah. So 20, oh, Chris, the last time major league baseball had an innovation, it was literally 23 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, not I mean, they true. They added the second that wild card a few yeah. years ago. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The last time baseball had a thought was a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's and Chris is right. They had the clock. Remember, they started the clock. The clock thing. They got rid of the clock. No, the clock's the clock's still there. Is the it? I thought, it got, I thought they got rid of the it. The warm up clock. I'm pretty sure it's still there. Do you even know? What did have you watched? Do you even game care? Does it matter? Did anyone ever b- violate the clock? 
No, I'm just asking you a question, Tom. You are a baseball guy amongst the three of us, followed okay. closely by me. Uh-huh. Closely by me. Uh-huh. One and one A. Yeah. Have you yeah. watched a game this year? Yeah, I have. I have. Okay. Wh- which uh, one? I mean, I've probably watched a handful. Yeah. And I would say of that handful, uh, two in their entirety. And the rest, I just sort of. I'm letting the de- I'm letting the dead air like emphasize. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that was intentional. Yeah, yeah. And so I, the All Star Game. Yeah, I usually dip in. I watch like the beginning of the All Star Game because that's when they wheel out the old geezer players who happen to be in attendance. <laughs> so you get to see who's who's dead and who might die soon. And then, um, <laughs> oh god, the Ted Williams moment. Right, oh, right, god. yeah. Where they had to, oh, yeah, they brought Teddy Ballgame around on the on the golf cart. He's having he's having a completely like one sided conversation with Mark McGuire that nobody knows what the hell he's yeah. talking about. The, they're when talking you hit about the ball, freezing, the freezing smoke. You smell the smoke when the ball <laughs> hits the bat. <laughs> no, it was probably something like uh, I remember one year we were on the road in Kansas City and. uh and Bridget Bardot happened to be in town. And oh boy, and it was something about, you know, some awful threesome with, you know, him and Stan Musial. And... <laughs> you know, they called him the Iron Horse for a reason. <laughs> yeah, it was something like that. You know, <laughs> that or, I don't know. I, I, not, to, not to disparage the, the Frozen and uh, cryogenics, but uh, maybe the N-word came up. I don't know. I'm just thinking based oh, on the generation. Oh, what? What what makes you think that behind closed doors, white men with lots of money like to casually throw that word around, Tom? <laughs> I'm or, not talking about like <laughs> <laughs> Chris. That's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Better ingredients, thinly veiled racism, Papa John's. <laughs> Better ingredients, dropping in bombs. <laughs> <laughs> But he was quoting Colonel Sanders, who was oh, a noted okay. was a noted civil rights activist. Well, from Kentucky. Well, which side of the civil rights was he actually yeah, on? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he could be an activist. <laughs> I think there's good people on both sides, Rick. Both. Sides. <laughs> All right, Tom. It's anyway, time for the so annual. The, so yeah, so the All Star Game. Let's let's have the annual discussion of how do we fix this shit. That okay, no you cancel about. it. You could cancel it, right? That's that <laughs> no, we're not, we can't cancel it. We can't not have it because. The players' union would have a shit fit uh, because the the guys who get picked get bonuses. So they can't not have it. And we've talked about how in other sports, skills competition is often more exciting, like how NBA has the All-Star Saturday night and the NHL has their All-Star competition and that they should do that for the Pro Bowl in the NFL. Um, But you can't really do that in baseball because what are they going to have like pitchers throw balls at plates around the strike zone. Right, and yeah. I've played that drill in a video game 15 years ago and it sucked then. Um, how about, how about you throw the pit, you put the pitchers in center field and you see who can hit the home, who can hit the catcher. And then well, they like some, like some Tom Amansky video bullshit, like back to back to back AAU national champion. They're always back to back to back. It's because you're, when you're picking from 7,000 teams, you tend to be pretty good. <laughs> Um, Here's Fred I, McGriff, MLB All-Star. <laughs> Tom Mansky video. This? God damn it, Tom. You and I should not know this was video on Because it was art. on constantly. It was on constantly. And if you watch SportsCenter 
every all 15 plays between 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. when we were in college, which who didn't? <laughs> uh, who didn't when you were Hi, either everybody. hungover I'm or didn't have a job? Yeah, the crime dog. <laughs> These yeah. drills are number one. <laughs> Somebody did a story. Delivery. Somebody did a story several years back. I think it was on ESPN.com about Tom Amansky. And they tried to track him down because he was here in Orlando. That was where you would send the money to get the videos. <laughs> and uh, PO box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't. Nobody. He wouldn't do the interview, or they couldn't find him. Uh, and they talked to Fred McGriff about it, and he was like, I, "They paid me to do the commercial, so I did the commercial." <laughs> <laughs> um, this is how you improve the All Star Game. Okay, right, you ready for this? Yeah. You improve the All Star Game by just saying it happened. Just lying. Yeah. <laughs> we just lie. It's not a lie. You just tell everybody you simulated it. But then would would the commissioner come out and say he doesn't buy that it happened? I don't know. But here's the even thing. though all the managers like, and players say it happened. God's honest truth. Well, you know, he he talked to the one he talked to the one guy from from. Yeah. Uh, from I talked to the Canada groundskeeper. Have a team and he said it happened. Anyway, I talked to the groundskeeper the at one National time, Park, and he says the final happen. time the All Star Game mattered, honestly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Was when it ended in a tie. That didn't. That was it. That didn't. It only mattered because it ended in a tie. If it had That's been my point. If it had ended any other way, like they all all the rest of them do, it still would not have mattered. And what was the reaction? Right. What was the reaction to that horrible black eye on the sport that that caused? Holy shit! Maybe we shouldn't have the All Star Game anymore. No, no, no. It sucks. And the reaction. Cares. The reaction was, well, now we're gonna make it count for something, and so the winning oh, league gets home yeah. field advantage in the World Series. That's right. I forgot one led to the other. Oh. <laughs> that was directly responsible. What does Rob Manford say about all this stuff? Rob, Rob Manfred says, uh, "Are we selling tickets? Are people showing up? There's still butts and seats, right? Then we're fine. It's fine. Okay, we're the doors are open. We're in business. It's okay." We're <laughs> Okay, I saw a kid on MTV the other day wearing a Yankee hat. We're fine. We're just fine. Chris, you have any thoughts on this? I just... Uh, granted, I'm not a sports fan as it is. First off, Good. I didn't realize Excellent people take. watched the All-Star game. You know, evidently people don't, right? I mean, it's, um, it's a high, you know, it gets decent ratings, but it's, you know, it's July and it's network TV. Like, yeah, it's it going up. up nothing else on. Yeah, like, like yeah, yeah. Like reruns of, you know, CSI New Orleans or whatever it is. Yeah, it's like Big Brother on or something. That yeah, Big Brother is probably on, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a Monday, too? I mean, Tuesday, like, it's so on that a means it's up against wrestling. Oh, the home run yeah. derby's up against wrestling. The home run derby tends to be more watched generally than the all-star games of, you know, in most years. Yeah. I mean, because that's what people want to see. Well, well I mean, thing. it's good here's, to see. Here's my proposal for how they fix it. You guys okay. remember the MTV Rock and Jock games? Yes. Okay, remember softball. Rock and Jock softball? Yeah, Rock and Jock softball, you had, like, you had, if you hit it a certain distance or at a target, you got, like, 25 runs. Like, there would be ridiculous rules because the game didn't fucking matter, right? So they right. should have ridiculous, exciting things like that, you know? Or, you know, throw some of the rules. I have guys run backwards around the bases, or maybe they got to <laughs> like chug Like, if you can make it to third or something? <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. 
Like you know, that's you what they should hit do. A target wouldn't that actually up the skill, making it hard? right? I mean, it's that, harder to do. That's harder to yeah, do. So I mean, like that's actually. So you know, you know what we got to do. Every I mean, they're year, better baseball players. Every <laughs> year, the All Star Game has to be held inside Tropicana Field. <laughs> Why? Because if you don't know, and Chris, I know you don't know this, so get, your mind is going to get blown. There are parts of Tropicana Field's roof that are actually in play. And if you hit portions of the roof, automatically you get a ground rule double. You automatically get a home run, even though the ball doesn't clear the outfield. There are just parts of the roof that are in play. So the all-star game, you could just build on that. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. If you hit more than three rafters before it hits the ground, it's like pinball. Like you get triple score. And then you get guys in the rafters playing the ball. You just got to like lock them to the, you know, put them in a harness so they don't fall. Or, you know, (laughs) that'd be awesome. No, yeah, put them on bungee cords and they have to try and feel jump from the outfield to field it off the rafters. What What position is that? Huh? What position would that be called? Yeah, we'll make one up. Uh, We'll call it uh, uh, the center jumper. I don't know. Out, out. Is it like you got to find some sort of a? I mean, isn't that the whole thing with his tradition and stuff, right? So you got to kind of like bullshit some name in, <laughs> right? And like you got to like build in some bullshit, like like sort of like mythos behind it, right? And give the guy some fucking forty-five minute warm-up thing that he's got to do <laughs> in order to do that too, right? Right. So, so where where does this come from? Is it some sort of like a, like a like a bat boy would be? <laughs> They can do that, right, like, because they kind of do that anyway, right? Like, just make a real no, player. I'm thinking of tennis, actually. Just make a real player do it. Oh, like, just make a real well, player also... do it, and have everybody wear instead of making, you know, having them wear their regular uniforms with the special All Star cap. Have them all wear turn the clock forward uniform versions of their oh, team's Oh God, uniforms. to turn the clock forward. Yes, garbage. have them all wear futuristic, ridiculous versions of their team's uniforms, or you could do the opposite, and you could have them wear the most ridiculous incarnation of their team's uniform from over the years. Like, if you play for the White Sox, you have to wear the ones with the shorts from the <laughs> 70s. God, the shorts. Yes, with the black shorts. Or, uh, you know, if you're if you're the Astros, maybe the uh, the rainbow-colored ones, which I kind of like. Or uh, <laughs> Everybody likes those. Those were, those were yeah, keen. Yeah. Um, you know, stuff like that. Like... You know what's a lot of fun is actually like the minor league. Uh, I don't even know how the hell I started surfing these online one day, but all the minor league, um, like yeah, minor, minor league stuff. logos and mascots are amazing. I've been, Those are I've been awesome. I've been banging that drum for a long time. Everybody knows that. It's great. I mean, yeah, Albuquerque has the isotopes just like on the Simpsons. Yeah, and there's well, like there's like yeah. food items and stuff. Yeah, like Montgomery has this. the biscuits, and it's like this awesome like little like. What are that? I mean, like, that would make it more fun. Ain't nothing better than the Chattanooga lookouts. What, the O, the C with the eyes on it? No, because they play on a ballpark that literally part of it is over a cliff. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I've driven by it a couple of times. It's a, it's a, metaphor, it's a metaphor for the future of their parent team as well. <laughs> Aren't they part of the Reds organization? I mean, it depends on the week. <laughs> Well, it's the Reds. They might be sticking around for a while. <laughs> <laughs> we All have a new American team. The, the state-sponsored team. Right? 
You are the Reds. All are the Reds. <laughs> Instead of a C, the Cincinnati, this, the Reds hat is now CCCP. <laughs> Everyone get hammer and sickle. <laughs> <laughs> now, that would be fun, right? Like <laughs> This is Citizen Red stocking. With... <laughs> you root for red, I root for red. Yay! <laughs> we all happy now. Yes, yes, good. God. <laughs> the World Series brought to you by Stolik Naya. This actually leads perfectly into our next discussion topic. <laughs> I suppose it does. <laughs> yeah, let's uh so let's talk about uh <laughs> let's let's talk yes. about MMA yes. kind of early because while we were away, we took two weeks a week off, or yeah, it took a week off. But while we were away, Daniel Cormier <laughs> became the greatest UFC fighter of all time. Did he not? Of all time, he did. Kind of. I mean, kind of. <laughs> Chris is still not going to give that guy his due. I swear. It's just I saw the meme. It was like, you know, let's congratulate the uh the double champ uh john jones for achieving <laughs> a light heavyweight and heavyweight championship i i know mma math doesn't work right like i, I get it because you know player a beats player b player b play, beats c a doesn't necessarily beat c same thing works for all sports and they were trying to set up a john jones versus brock lesnar uh super fight <laughs> slash Fucking shit show. Um, <laughs> well, Don't worry, we'll get that Cormier. shit show yet. You'll see. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> Was that a diverticulitis joke? <laughs> well, is that? I mean, that's like negative shit, though. <laughs> that's good. That's real good. But uh, so Daniel Cormier had to go and throw a monkey wrench and all that and ruin that. Racist. By win Jesus Christ. <laughs> by winning the uh by beating Stipe Miocic for the UFC heavyweight championship last week via KO in round one. Via punch in the face. Via a pretty very, convincing. A very, yes. very good punch to the face. Um so afterwards, uh following his post fight interview. Daniel Cormier proceeded to to call out Brock Lesnar, who happened to be in the audience. <laughs> yeah, no, what are the odds? Just so happened. Ah, jeez, who would have thought? Really laid it on thick, and and they got into a shoving match, and it was it was just it was ridiculous as is anything involving Brock Lesnar is. Um, it, was it was very, actually kind of very wrestling esque. Too. It was oh, yes, yes. That, that wrestling, it was wrestling. It was not even esque. <laughs> um, it was it was rather disrespectful to to Miocic, who. It's arguable whether he deserves a an immediate rematch or not. I mean, he was beat convincingly, so I would say he probably needs a tune-up fight. But either way, he didn't even get to speak his piece, you know, and and, and all that stuff because it just went straight to Lesnar getting pulled back by people who are considerably smaller than him. So <laughs> cool. and Daniel Cormier trying to put him in his best kind of goofball wrestling, trying to be Chael Sonnen nonsense. So, <laughs> you sound so go. happy about all this. I, I don't blame you, man. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I'm not going to give you. I could probably give you epic amounts of shit for this, and I'm not going to bother because 
I, I I said this on the other show that I'm a part of, and I was never I, I wasn't happy about it then. I'm not happy about it now. I don't like fixed fake sports getting in the way of what's supposed to be real professional anything. The truest competition. Yeah, well, right. or something, you know, something remarkably similar therein. Anything. Um this is really bad. And anyone who thinks that it's not is lying to themselves. Like, what good is coming from this? Tom, are you excited to see Daniel Cormier, the light heavy and heavyweight champion, fighting Brock Lesnar? Brock Lesnar, who's in his 40s now, correct? 39? I don't know. I thought he was 41 or 42. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Uh, anyway, I, I here here's no, I'm not excited. I I could not possibly care any less. Here's the thing. I think Chris and UFC fans like him are responsible for this, though. Uh, Chris, why Chris? Because Daniel Cormier is boring. And mm. he's not as exciting as somebody like John Jones. So instead of allowing him to simply uh, revel in the fact that he's unified this title or won two belts, let's say, uh, and, and maybe get a rematch, give Stipe a rematch, uh, they decided to wrestling the fuck out of this <laughs> and bring in Brock Lesnar for some sort of work to have a match that nobody really wants to see, but Brock Lesnar is a name and he's more exciting than Daniel Cormier, who's the better fighter and the best one I, that the sport's seen in a while. Am first I wrong? Off, I, I will withhold it. I was super excited to see the Stipe Daniel Cormier fight. Yeah, but were you excited to see Cormier win? You have not been a Cormier guy <laughs> for quite no, some time. No, absolutely not. I mean, I was, because I was a he bores going into it. <laughs> but, but here's the thing: is is like from a personality standpoint, Stipe's equally, if not more, boring. But I love him. You know, okay. I, I was rooting for that guy. So I mean, that like, make a lot of well, sense to me maybe maybe the Lesnar thing was going to happen no matter who won the fight. I, yeah, it probably would for have, that which reason, is, oh, sure. which I'm is sure so unfortunate for that know? reason. And that's the thing. They, their, their TV ratings are flagging. Their pay-per-view sales are not what they were a few years ago because the sport peaked and now it's starting to play. It's leveling off. The true fans are still around and that's who they're going to have. You know, the casual bros with affliction shirts are gone because no, it's not the thing anymore. <laughs> um, the problem is, is that they feel the need to go try and grab those people still. And without a, a without a heel like John Jones or Chael Sonnen or a or a popular household name outside the sport like Chuck Liddell was for a minute, they've got to do this because people know who Brock Lesnar is. But here's the good news, guys. We don't have to worry about this fight for uh, another minimum of six months. Yes. You know, wh- you know why? USADA. Yeah, because Brock Lesnar is still technically not allowed to fight right now. <laughs> <laughs> still under a doping ban. 
So that's got to make you feel good, right? Isn't that well? I mean, you know, that's that's what the people want to see. They want to see people like John Jones fighting. I mean, they didn't. He wasn't actually doping. They just found metabolites that would be in his urine had he been doping. Right? You don't <laughs> even no believe what you're saying right now. There's no actual proof that he was doping. Wait, are, who it's... are you defending, John Jones or Brock Lesnar? I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> Does it matter? They're interchangeable at this point. I mean, you're not wrong, Tom. I just want to make sure I know who I need to specifically disparage. Like, I, <laughs> I just want to know if I need to make Where's fun of the Chris. Target? <laughs> you know, if I if I need to not make fun of Chris. Like, I, I just I got to know where we're at right now. I, I so who are you talking about? Uh, Br- uh Brock Lesnar. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so he, yeah. They didn't actually find steroids in it. <laughs> they found remnants of what would have been steroids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what were at so, one time, perhaps. So, I mean, we don't know if the steroids were actually in his system. We'll never we know only, for sure. We can only assume. <laughs> but the fight will probably happen. Of course it will. There's money to be made. Yeah. Especially if Brock brings himself that WWE red belt of his. Well, here's the thing. Brock Lesnar is smarter than John Jones in that when he knows there's money to be made, he'll wait to fail his drug test until after. Yeah, he'll just hide <laughs> it. He'll fail it right away, but he'll hide the shit out of it. Right. You don't see that's that's the problem. Don't hide from the drug man. Just hide the fact that you failed the drug test. Right. And then after the fight's over and you're paid, yeah, you look at everybody clears. and go, Oop, Oop. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh. I what thought it was do? flaxseed oil. Yeah, what are you gonna do? <laughs> oh, well. whereas you know, John Jones can't even pass the test to get to the fight. <laughs> or still not my after. favorite all time. My all time favorite thing, of course, as 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 should be, is without question the axe murderer running for his life from the piss man. <laughs> He that didn't run for his life. He <laughs> slipped through <laughs> the window in a bathroom. And perhaps there was a cloud in the shape of the axe murderer. (laughs) (laughs) And he was just nowhere to be found. So who can say he was actually running for his life? Who would actually know? (laughs) So, yes. Um. Uh, and if that was all the MMA we had this week, that would be enough. Oh, wait, it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. It is. Oh, God, listening to Chris be dejected about this, that just, <laughs> it warms the cockles. Tom. I mean, is there even is there even a shred, Chris, of appreciation for Cormier's ability? No, 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 I, I give credit where it's due, man. He, he did a fantastic job. You haven't job. yet? What do you mean? Yeah, I mean he's yet? done. He's done something that you know. What nobody's ever done. Very few people have ever done. Only Con McGregor, the double champ. No, um, there was a. Don't forget, Dan Henderson was a double champ. No, uh, moving. Oh yeah, he was right. He beat. Feet. I don't believe he was the light heavyweight champ at the time, though. When no, he I think you. No, no, I thought he was the middleweight and the light heavyweight champion. Middleweight and. But that was pride, night. and who's to say any of that was real? Somebody asked Nico yeah, Krokop's I mean, head if that was real. Oh, <laughs> yes. No, actually, no, it wasn't Krokop's head. It was, uh, whose head was it? 
I don't know, but Miko Krukop had his head taken off his shoulders when he got to the UFC, I'll tell you that much. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah, by by Blanca. Yep. Yeah. The um took yeah, kicked him was... right in the head and put his knee behind his face. That was pretty disgusting. Tom, yeah. speaking of disgusting things. <laughs> okay. We Did already you know made our the... diverticulitis joke, Rick. Oh, that's not disgusting. That's a natural part of life, especially if you're on the mats. Did you know? Oh. <laughs> Did you know that we haven't discussed the NFL in at least two weeks? <laughs> I perish the thought, Rick. <laughs> well, are you the starting Hall to get fame... you starting to get faint? Uh, you know, phantom bugs crawling up your arms. You scratching here? <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm desperate to talk about guys who make more money than I'll ever see for trying to kill each other. Like, if someone gave me money for running my head into a wall, I'd probably do it, too. Uh, yeah, I mean, you did it for free once upon a time. God damn it. Anyway. Um, probably shouldn't have made that joke. So, Terrell Owens. Uh, T.O. T.O. Going to the Hall of Fame. Deserved? Question mark. Eh, I think so. Did you know he's not interested in going to the Hall of Fame, Tom? I did. I did because he's pissed off that he didn't get in as fast as he expect as he should have or as oh. fast as he feels he should have. Yeah. This is like what his second ballot or third ballot. <laughs> I don't what's, know. What's the standard, I guess? Third or fourth ballot typically. I mean, like, it depends. There... It depends. Some guys get in as soon as they're eligible. Guys who what they call first ballot Hall of Famers, where all the all the voters agree this guy's a lock. We all know he's a lock. We're all voting for him because he's he's and he just became eligible. He would have been in before, but he wasn't eligible then. Like and it's it's this stupid thing that a lot of Hall of Fame voters do that. Oh yeah, he's a Hall of Famer, but he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer, so I'm not voting for him in his first year. I'm gonna wait till next year. As if that that as if that's a separate honor that there should be another level to being a hall of famer and and it's completely whatever like if i had to wait i mean jim rice had to wait decades to get into the hall of fame like he was probably more deserving too but it happened eventually right and there are a lot of other people you know that that's happened to uh good god dick lebeau got in as a player like 30 or 40 years after he was eligible for the hall of fame oh my god the veterans committee well, because eventually, like, you fall off the ballot if you don't get voted in, and then they have a committee of ostensibly old farts <clears throat> that remember these guys <laughs> that look at like, oh, this look at these guys who fell it. off the list, and they're like, man, eh, he should get in. That's really because you know like, before hey, he died, this guy. Yeah, kind of. No, that That's really is, is how it goes down. Yeah, but um, I mean, he got in, and he's complaining that he got in, so. He's to not tell only everybody... complaining, he's holding yes. his own ceremony. Yeah, he's not well... going to the Hall of Fame ceremony. He's holding his own where he'll give his speech. And I guess he's going to have his mom sew him his own jacket. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, didn't he, well, have, uh, didn't he have one that he made when he was a player? Or am I thinking of Chad Johnson? I think you're thinking of Chad Johnson. Okay. Deserves to be in the Hall of Fame just for being Chad Johnson. <laughs> I mean... When you call yourself Ocho Cinco and it sticks, my man. <laughs> well, you legally changed his name to that. That's even better. That's commitment to the. That's commitment to a gimmick right there. Like yeah, that's, that's true. That is impressive. It is so, true. So, so Tio, bit of a prima donna, having his own party, quite literally, 
But that's not really the whole story here, is it, Tom? No, there's even more. <laughs> so not only is the Hall of Fame going now to great lengths to not mention T.O. at all in this year's induction, they're not even going to put him on the list of people who are getting in this year. No one's going to reference him. But all of the commentators, especially Michael Irvin, who is also a Hall of Fame wide receiver and was a noted prima donna slash fuck up when he was a player. <laughs> Cocaine is a hell of a drug, Tom. <laughs> that is true. Um, <laughs> they're complaining now because they've been banging the gong for T.O. on all of these NFL talk shows for years and years, saying he deserves to be in and trying to get him in and lobbying for him to get in. And now he's getting in and he's saying, fuck you guys, I'm not going. <laughs> I do it myself. <laughs> like, uh, is this biting the hand that feeds you? I don't know. You were saying, Chris? Who's going who's he going to invite to the, his own thing? He's like, letting fans come and, you know. Various hangers him. on and yes men. Yeah, just like, like you other know, people be, Donovan people McNabb over. will be there and probably Tony oh. Romo and, you know, and T.O.'s mom and, you know, that's about it, probably. <laughs> This is all going to come crashing down at some point, though. I mean, like, how Why? long can he stay bitter? Well, oh. if it's T.O., he's been bitter a long time. Yeah. I mean, you know I mean, like, is it? Let right. me ask you a better question, Chris. Like, honestly, what is the purpose in hi of him not being bitter? Like, where, where, where's the positive of him accepting his fate? Admitting that he's an adult, that shit like this is just, I mean, like... Oh, you can tell somebody doesn't watch football. There's no, there's no publicity right, I mean, like, to be gained in being an adult, though. Yeah, this is true. I mean, like, well, I just, it's, it seems so silly. I mean, like, he, he very well may have just, I don't know, like, lay in his belly and fucking pound his fists on the mat. And, you yeah. know I mean, like, it's... That's yeah. exactly what he is doing, kind of, you know? Yeah. I mean, metaphorically, that's what he's doing. It's, you know, you don't get a second chance to go be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Like, right, this is like, what every player plays for. And whether you're happy about how long it took or not, you're in. This is your chance. Like, you're, you're going to regret it. Like, he's going to regret it someday. He'll regret it. I hope, oh, I hope I, I'm, I'm sure he'll regret it the day it had, like, the, uh, I, I, after everyone has left his house, after it's all said and done. He's going to look around and go, did I really just do this? And yeah, the answer yeah, is, like, yeah, you did. And you're a schmuck. Congratulations. What do you think, like, how, at, at the actual induction ceremony when they induct him, like, what do they, oh, he just, he's, he, was, he couldn't be here today. They're and not even sort of mention like, Oh, they won't. They won't even, they're basically saying, well, you don't want to come. You don't want to, you know, accept this honor. Then we're not going to even mention to the crowd there that you're being inducted. Like, you're still getting but in. He, but, but he still will be. Okay, all right. Yeah, he's still getting in, but. There will be just no mention of him at all uh, at the Hall of Fame that weekend. Wouldn't that? Here's the thing: is though, if they don't mention him, wouldn't that just give him more things to bitch about? Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, like, but ultimately, I think I think Tom sort of hits the nail on the head here. Like, you only receive the highest honor that you can ever possibly receive to be for being an athlete in this sport one time they won't induct you again like you can win hundreds of super bowls theoretically you could do everything else in the sport uh, tons and tons of times over the one thing you're not going to get a second shot at is being inducted into the hall of fame and 
Terrell Owens is basically looking at that opportunity and saying, eh. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get it when I felt I should have, so. So, as such, it. it is no longer of necessary to me. Good. Yeah. Good, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, and I mean, I'm no, I'm no, like, oh, it's the Hall of Fame, you should be, you know, reverent and whatever, like, be mad, be mad, but dude, you're not hurting anyone but yourself. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's the, the kid who doesn't do his homework care. despite his teacher, right? I mean, like... Exactly, exactly. Like, the teacher doesn't care. The Hall of Fame doesn't care that you're not coming. Clearly, right. they don't, because they're just not going to mention you. This is the definition of an own goal. <laughs> this, is, this is you scoring one on you. <laughs> Congrats. You have accomplished something here. I don't know what exactly, but you certainly did it. So, congrats. Yeah, we're not sure what you did, but good job. <laughs> Ten points. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Let's move on now to geek stuff and nerd stuff. And Oh, well, it's been a banner two fucking weeks for that, too, hasn't it? There hasn't been like too many like really huge things. We should I should mention um we just found out today, I guess some sad news from Jerk Nation really. Um our buddy George Lowe, the voice of Space Ghost on Cartoon Network who uh, has been on our show before. Um if you haven't heard the classic episode where we interviewed him um and his mom briefly. Yeah. Um George's mom passed away yesterday. Um mm. So our thoughts are with our friend George, and uh, we're just uh, grieving with him right now. And uh, moving on to even more sad geek news, uh, <laughs> while we were away, Steve Ditko, uh, famed comics writer and artist, the co-creator of Spider-Man uh, and others, uh, passed away as well. He was 90. Um, actually, he didn't pass away while we were gone. We just found out he'd passed away. He actually died in June. Yeah, it was a couple of days later they discovered his body and whatnot right yeah i think so yeah it's, from, it's a pretty sad story like yeah it really is um but uh you know stan lee commented saying he was you know one of the most important creators in the business and he had indescribable talent um and uh again he's he only only Spider really Man gotten and dr octopus yeah. and sandman and the lizard dr strange dr strange only really getting the recognition he so rightfully deserved as many of the golden and silver age artists are starting to get their recognition only now, which is sad, but it is the reality of the situation. So well, it's just, I don't know. It's Do a, we... And it's a weird thing too. Like when these, these characters, like these, you know, these characters who are still iconic today, a lot of times more than one person creates them, but only one guy gets the credit. The like credit, yeah, like Bob all, Kane. They all get, yeah. Bob Kane for years was the creator of Batman, but it turned Bob Kane was just the artist, right? Like yeah. later on, Bill Finger, the writer, got credit also, and now it's Bob Kane and Bill Finger. But like Bill Finger or his family had to fight for that because yes. it wasn't acknowledged. The same with Steve Ditko. You know, Stan Lee is often the one talked about as being uh, the creator of all of these great Marvel characters, and rightfully so. He had a hand in every single one of them. Um, you know, in a certain era, but Jack Kirby was a collaborator of his, Steve Ditko, many other artists, um, you know, co-created these characters with him. 
I mean, isn't that a symptom of, like, at the time, the artists were, I mean, the creators were just creators, right? Like, we've seen enough documentaries about this and read books about how back in the day when you worked for the comic book industry, it was sort of, I mean, I hate to say bottom of the barrel, but, like, you weren't looked very well upon, right? So it was just guys, like, trying to find work and just churning out pages and that sort of thing. Right. Um, yeah, it's true. I mean, they were, like, engineers and, for big companies. You know, right, like, and, you create and, something, we own it doesn't matter stop and stan lee you know who who is most certainly the face of marvel and and oftentimes of just comic books in general you know he, he really has is his own brand at this point you know he was just very good at marketing himself right like That's better true. than he also these other became guys the who, boss you know he he grew he rose from a writer to being the editor-in-chief and so, so he was able to give himself credit for things. Yeah, like what is it? The winners, the ones who write history. You know, like right, right, exactly. History is written by the winners. Yes. Yeah. So, like, this is like a prime example of that. You know, and but it it, it is nice to see Stan, who's evidently going to outlive all of us, um, <laughs> giving credit where it's due. You know, certainly posthumously. You know, yeah. I don't. I don't know if he ever would have not given it uh, so much, especially these days, but. I, I remember what was the last the, the most I can't remember which movie it was specifically, but one of the more recent Spider-Man esque movies, it might have even been Civil War for all I can remember, featured a very important Steve Ditko sighting. Like it, it, it wasn't oh, yeah, the it, it name was, was like an Easter egg the, somewhere in the background. Oh, that's right. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't even that. It wasn't even oh. that much. It was it was like he was credited with creating Spider-Man at the end of the movie or oh, he's something been, to that extent. Even since the Tobey Maguire movies, it was Stan, okay. Spider-Man created by Stanley and Steve Ditko. Hmm. Um, that maybe that was it then. Yeah. But I I remember seeing that and saying, "Oh, good." Like, okay, fantastic. Like, finally we're starting now to get to the point like I remember seeing it used to just say Stan Lee and then mm-hmm. it said Stan Lee and and uh, that and, of course, being uh, uh, King Kirby. And that was cool. And now we're seeing these things more and more on the reg where the the guy who is deserving of the notification and the credit is getting what he should have gotten. 30 years ago <laughs> or more. But is that also because now the fans who who were the fans are the ones who were in charge and they then they recognize that right like i think sure that's that part of it and, and, and in many of these cases the too these guys are getting recognition but they're not getting money you know no. a lot well, of these guys no. don't you know they create these characters that make literally billions of dollars for their companies and they don't you know oftentimes didn't get a share of the pie i mean there's the famous story about jerry siegel and joe schuster who created superman who were they were both like destitute one with joe schuster was going blind because he couldn't afford health care back in the late 70s or early 80s and you know it was there it ended up becoming a national news story that you know these guys created superman like the superhero and this is what has happened to them because they signed away their rights for you know a couple hundred bucks or a thousand dollars or whatever it was in the 30s because they needed money and um, they had to sue to get credit and get a little, was a, a big, little money issue. from DC. It wasn't Huge even, they didn't even get like lifelong royalties. It was a strange settlement, but um, you know, and that's happened to a lot of these guys. That's unfortunately, it's a common tale. You know, nowadays it's not the case. I mean, a lot of these creators who, because we know about it now, like a lot of these guys who created characters, like I'm sure 
Brian Michael Bendis is getting a piece of the Miles Morales pie as the Spider-Man animated movie comes out this year. And uh, Jeff Johns, I'm sure, has gotten a cut. You know, I, I still say that's why he ruined the Green Lantern movie because he wanted to, get some, <laughs> wanted to get some of that sweet parallax royalty in there. Well, it's also, I mean, like, they're, the business of comics has changed considerably as we, we know that. So it's like they, the creators now just know what they're getting into and they protect themselves better. Absolutely, right? yeah. So it's sure. like it's, you know, they've learned from their, their forebears' mistakes, or not mistakes, but like... Ignorance, yeah, ignorance, yeah, yeah. Is, is a better so they they do what they can. And plus, like back in the day, how I'm I'm willing to pick up a title based on the creators alone, right? Not even knowing a thing about the characters. Um, back in the day, I'm not sure. Yeah, that wasn't the, the thing folks, back then. Right? Like, yeah, they just no. followed titles. They didn't know who wrote it or who drew it or you know. Yeah, nobody cared. Um, it's just the the sophistication of the the audience was was far different. So they didn't. It wasn't until probably what the seventies, even the eighties, where where people recognized. Yeah, I would say it was writers. around that time. I mean, in the seventies, like Denny O'Neill started getting some notoriety for the way he wrote Batman, and you had Starenko was like a big kind of a star at the time. Um, guys like that, and then in the eighties, that was when like Alan Moore and and Frank Miller right, yeah, and those Gaiman. guys became rock stars. Neil Gaiman, you know, and then Grant Morrison later, you know, slightly later. Um, and then that gave birth to what's you know what we have now, where a we lot of readers follow superstar creators readers, that right? they like. Yeah, you know, and it's a big deal when a guy leaves. You know, like Bendis writing Superman now after writing so many Marvel titles for years and years, it's like a huge deal. Like I gotta see the Bendis Superman. You know, that wasn't that way forty or fifty years ago. Yeah, nobody even knew who the hell was writing Superman. I mean, Kurt Swan maybe drawing Superman. Yeah, some was, yeah probably, if you were a you know, hardcore person, you knew maybe the artist. You would recognize you the sort art. of differences in art style and that sort of thing. But otherwise, you know, they didn't care back then. It was just an availability of information, obviously. So, But it's, you know, it is sad that Disco, Disco's gone. You know, who's... I mean, how many of these guys are left anymore other than Stan Lee, to be honest? Well, that's the thing. You know, that generation, if you go to a comic convention and see some of these these older guys like Bob Layton who, you know, created Iron Man or co-created Iron Man and, uh, you know, you see him you know, still drawing at conventions, um, you know, but he's got to be, you know, 90-ish at this <laughs> point. You know, that generation is, they're all getting around that age. Jack Kirby's been gone a long time. Um you know, so we pay respects to these guys who created these things that we drone on about for hours every week um, and uh, just acknowledge their contributions and their achievements. So thank you, Steve Ditko, for Spider-Man. Not not so much Amazing Spider-Man 2, but, you know, the rest of it. <laughs> you didn't really have anything to do with that. Yeah, so yeah. much potential. Well, Green Goblin's in that, so he sort of did. <laughs> but... But, you know, again, thank you. So we have uh, some more. Uh, this this is going to make Rick so happy, I think. <laughs> <laughs> we have Spawn such news. such a positive show. Such a positive show. We have news about the Spawn movie Rick doesn't want to see, but is happening whether you want it to or not. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I just need to start smoking. <laughs> Hawkeye himself, Jeremy Renner, has been cast in the Spawn movie. He's going to play uh, Twitch 
one of the two detectives who, you know, follows Spawn around. <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> Multiple comic universes. I mean, Yay. you know, he's, now that's that's two Academy Award nominated actors in the Spawn movie. That's a big deal, right? Yeah, that's that's yeah. Okay. Like, <laughs> I, I I'm sorry. Like I I don't want I I have to keep my level of interest in this movie at an all time low. I just I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for the follow up to Spawn for 20 years, and the first movie I was waiting for for 10 years, and I. You know, for as garbage as that first movie is, which at the time it was pretty damn impressive, it, the story wasn't there, but everything else visually was. I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. Like, am I supposed to be really excited? Like, hey, Jeremy Renner's going to be in it. That's kind of cool, man. Oh, but, you know, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. I, am I supposed to, like, freak out? <laughs> I don't think so. Todd McFarlane I mean, would love it if you did. Yeah. Who, who? What are your thoughts on Jeremy Renner, though? I mean, that's great. And uh, you know, again, uh, like I'm really excited that they're making a movie for Spawn where everybody is a minimum of 44 years old. Like that's <laughs> that's setting up a future if there ever was one. Let me tell you. Well, see, but what? here's the thing, though, with Spawn, like it's basically just a <clears throat> voice role for Jamie Fox. Right. Though I mean, he could yeah. play it as he gets older. Oh, then I, I guess David Keith wasn't available? You mean Keith David? Oh, shit. Yes. Keith David. Pardon <laughs> me. Well, but Keith David doesn't get, you know, asses in the seats on opening weekend. But he's the voice of Spawn. On a cartoon on HBO 20 years ago. Oh, okay. So, uh, so who's the Joker? Uh, right now? No, I mean, who, yeah, if I, I said What you... day is it? <laughs> Uh, if I said to you, name your favorite Joker from the Batman anything. Um, I'm going to say Jared Leto. No, Heath Ledger. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's Heath Ledger. Like Heath Ledger is the only Joker I've actually like who's been uh, made me feel that he was unpredictable and frightening. OK, well, for a lot of people, it's Mark uh, Hamill. Yeah. It's Mark Hamill. Yeah. He's just the voice some actor, people, though, so whatever. Jack Nicholson, right? So. Yeah, there's Jack some, and there's, there are certain people from my father's generation who it's yeah. Cesar Romero until they die. You know, I don't mind Cesar Romero at all. White, white really makeup don't. over that's, his mustache and everything. That's that's actually kind of iconic this day and age. But look, <laughs> um, I, I'm I'm serious. If this was 10 years ago, I would be much more excited about this. Sure. I'm just... What, even 10 years ago? Yeah, because 10 years ago was 2008. It. 10 years ago, you had Jeremy Renner coming off the Hurt Locker, and Jamie Foxx would have been two years removed from his Oscar for Ray. Those guys were super hot back then. If they had made this Spawn movie 10 years ago with those guys, this would be like, this budget would be $200, $200 million. Now it's like, uh, what, 50 I think. <laughs> more money now though i mean like are they going to be able to get a higher budget because well they'll probably do it for scale because it's being made by bloomhouse which does horror movies on the cheap that's their thing 
And and that actually, I actually am more excited by that 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 who's making it rather than who's going to be in it. Um, I think that's really cool. But also, I am I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I Neither. Want, I want to care. I want to care so bad. Uh, so somebody had asked me about all the DC movies that got announced while we were gone, like you know Harley Quinn's getting a movie and. And and new Joker and old Joker and three Joker and four Joker and all this other. Well, crap. we talked about and, the uh, the Jared Leto Joker on the last show. It, well, all of that notwithstanding, like I said to them, when any of these movies actually debut, like when I'm sitting in the theater watching them happen in front of me, I'll believe it when I, that's when I'll believe it, and not really <laughs> beforehand. Man, Aquaman is actually coming. I I didn't think I saw a poster for Aquaman. Yep, the poster came out today. Um, it comes out December twenty first, uh, which is the same day as the Transformers Bumblebee spinoff. No, oh, two movies I don't need to see. Fantastic, yeah, yeah. God. But uh, so there's some whispering that they may move. They've already released the poster with the date on it, but they may now move Aquaman a week early. <laughs> oh God, they're afraid of Transformers. So they're bluffing. They're afraid they're... of Bumblebee. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we can't we can't fight that bumblebee, coach. Oh God, you're right. Oh. Look, man, look, it's Aquaman. It's Aquaman and ain't Batman, okay? We gotta we gotta take this real cautious yeah. like, okay? <laughs> Are you kidding? We have one of the hottest actors on the planet starring as Aquaman. Ooh, but that bumblebee. That, I mean, everyone <laughs> agrees those movies are terrible, but you know, they they, they make, make money. They, they make money. Why don't we just go ahead and push for March? Yeah. <laughs> Just shove it back Let's, to that. Why don't we why don't we do it as a double feature with Shazam and then maybe just maybe we'll be number one that weekend. I don't know. Shazam does not look good. I'm, I'm sorry. You haven't like, seen I, any footage from Shazam. I've seen a still like photo. The for it, but I mean I've seen one he's still no Henry photo. Cable, you know. <laughs> I'm sticking to that. <laughs> anyway, another tidbit this week. Uh the Black Widow movie is because when Marvel says it's going to happen, it pretty much is going to happen. The Black Widow <laughs> solo movie is happening. Um, they have a director now, Kate Shortland. Uh, yeah, female director is going to direct another female superhero movie. Yay. Um, Kate Shortland is going to direct the Black Widow movie. I'm uh, looking at... Oh, I don't think I've heard of anything she's done. When's that going to be coming out? Oh, God. Three years? Four years? She's done I mean, two like, movies is Scarlett Johansson, do you think that she's going to be the hold up in terms of, like, because we've seen Iron, or, uh, not Iron Man, um, Robert Downey Jr. over the course of 10 years at this point, right? From the from the original machinations, right. whole phase one, phase two, phase three stuff. Yeah, I mean, I guess three years isn't that long. And, no. But, I mean, Scarlett Johansson is no spring chicken. She's, I mean, she's, she's younger she's than we are. Is she really? Yeah. Um, Chris, Chris, dig up. Hurry. Like, I sense this going very poorly for you, brother. Yeah, she's younger than we are. Scarlett Johan. Oh, she's two years younger than we are. She's 34. Oy. Oh, so she's all right. She's got plenty of time. Then. Yeah. <laughs> she's 34. Um, there's some talk that she's this, the Black years, Widow man. movie will be a prequel, kind of like Captain Marvel. Um, so it'll That's take cool. place before, but it's like every solo female superhero movie takes place in the past now. We gotta, we gotta get them away, get them away from the like, men's. Captain Marvel's in the '90s, Wonder Woman, World War One, Wonder Woman Two, 1984. Like we can't, we can't have a modern day 
female superhero <laughs> movie, apparently. You know what? I'm okay. Let's just get them on let's, celluloid. Let's have, and yeah, make enjoy shoot them, them and have them be good, and then yeah, let's let's worry about. Then we you can know, start the, bitching and moaning about things. I'm I'm all for this because I'm all for any Marvel movie. I know exactly what I'm getting. Hopefully, I get to see Ant Man and Wasp this week. I, I'm trying to coordinate with my buddy. You're trying to find somebody um, to buy you a ticket. Get them to pay. For <laughs> Sorry, Jinx. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, I see how it is. Well, you've said that's the only way you get to a theater. That's the only way you'll go. So, no, that 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 is just how I happen to get there on opening night. Now, uh, you know, if, if this happens again, then people want to. <laughs> it's not my fault that I am very entertaining and a pleasure to be around, and you schmucks can't deal with the fact that people like having me at their parties. So, how many quarters people hire clowns for parties too? But. I hope you're both proud of yourselves. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the news Rick is so happy about, and that is that DC has officially greenlit the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. I am actually happy about this. I'm I'm perfectly ecstatic about it. <laughs> Why? Because you want to watch Warner Brothers burn? Is that what this is? <laughs> I really am the Dark Knight Joker when it comes to these movies. <laughs> just some guys just want to watch the world burn, man. Yeah. Just bring it on. Rick bring does. it all to me. I feel like does. I feel like I'm Jesse Eisenberg Luther when they're bringing him the dead body to to you know turn into his monster and he's just sitting there like waving them toward him like yes yes bring me more shit so that i may spew upon it and, and be disturbed and awful yes good good this movie's gonna be butt awful guaranteed take <laughs> well walking phoenix that says the, the script was very impressive and that oh, taking okay. on the role scares the fucking shit out of him i quote oh oh good and then he claims that. that a few years ago he said to his agent why don't they want to take one of these characters and just make a lower budget film about them, but a character study? And why not use a villain? Oh, so, you know, this is all prophetic. his idea. How prophetic. I'm sure he absolutely came up with all that on his own, too. 100% believe that, by the way. Yeah, that doesn't scream of being something written by Warner Brothers PR. Listen, Listen, just say this shit. We need you to. <laughs> what, what, what am I... What, Dude, remember it's not that even time that. that everybody thought you were a rapper? All right, we're going to make people forget about that, okay? Oh, all right. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <sighs> just as long as he says, this vexes me. I'm terribly vexed. I'll be a happy guy. <laughs> like, nice. No, I get that reference. That's good. Like, as long as he says that, then we're good. But Tom, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to switch the script on you here. How do you feel about this? Uh, fine. Whatever. It's... By the way, this episode is the episode of I have to sigh before I say <laughs> something first. Well, it's, you know, we've, I mean, we've <laughs> talked about this before. Like, we've, we talked about this before. I think this is, it's a mistake to do what they're doing because I think it's confusing for the audience. But if they ultimately end up turning out good movies, no one's going to care. It's, it's, they're going to make money if they turn out good movies. That's been the problem so far, is that DC hasn't turned out good movies. Not that they're doing the wrong pro characters. You know, there's audience, there are audiences waiting desperately to pay money to see these things. They just want to, you know, see good ones. Are we desperately waiting to see 
this movie though. Some guy with a Joker tattoo on his ass is not us, but well, maybe I mean, I, I'd be, I, I, I would love to see this movie. I think this could be cool as hell. Now, unfortunately, I have 15 years of DC Comics pissing <laughs> in my face, and I don't want to see oh, it anymore. Oh, it's not that much. Come on, in those 15 years, you've had the Dark Knight trilogy. Okay, when did Green Lantern come out? 2010. All right, so uh, eight, eight years. years. Pardon me. Yeah, you had almost a decade of it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, fifteen in a and decade. In that, must... in that time, in that time, you did get Dark Knight Rises. So, and Wonder Woman. <laughs> okay. Oh well, you know what, Tom? You convinced me with your <laughs> and with five your two minutes and, three movies. and an aggregate of five minutes of Justice League. <laughs> In fairness, it was about fifteen of Justice League. Okay, hey, I I I lowballs you then. I was I figured <laughs> I figured you would have disagreed with me on five, so I'm pleasantly surprised here. We're all we're all surprised in one fashion or another. I um I uh Yeah. Um if this was not the time that it is now, this would be exciting. <laughs> but we can't live in what ifs. We only live in, you know, what we haves. And what we haves ain't that great. Fair How point. old is Joaquin Phoenix? 43. 88. 83. <laughs> and is it, I guess there's the, the Joker is sort of this ambiguous type character you don't yeah, really know it could be how anything. old he is jack nicholson yeah, i think just... was 107 when he played the joker i don't know true <laughs> so i guess it really doesn't matter everybody's just super old all the time now. <laughs> how old was christopher nolan when he made those movies? 255 years old my god looks great <laughs> looks great so lifelike <laughs> <laughs> anyway we have more dc weirdness and i found this really strange like we've heard of We've heard of actors playing multiple different comic character roles like somebody did a Marvel and a DC movie or like Josh Brolin is Thanos and Cable, which are both Marvel movies, but not in the same universe yet. So we've heard of that. But this is the first time we've seen the same actor play two different characters, I think, in the same shared universe. Jaiman Hansu is playing the Fisherman King in Aquaman. And he's just signed on to play the wizard in Shazam. So there you go. I so guess. what happens when Shazam crosses over with Aquaman? I, Aquaman's going to see the wizard and be like, hey, you look familiar. That'll, you guys, you're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so here's, here's, my, here's my thing, because I don't know about the Fisherman King. So, Rick, do you know about the Fisherman King? Can I don't you know tell shit me about, about it. Ah. Okay, good. Here's my theory. My theory is they did this because the two are going to somehow be related. Oh. That's okay. my theory. I don't know how they I... would pull that off. I don't know enough about whether that's even possible, but that's, no. that's my theory that they did this. But that would be assuming that yes. DC actually has a plan. There we go. Clearly they do not. <laughs> Uh, it's just well wasn't okay the Captain America was Human Torch but that was also different different universes as well yeah, different yeah. studios Halle Berry no 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 she no. was Storm and 
And Catwoman. Catwoman, yeah, in different, different universes. See? See? Hasn't Michael Keaton was Batman and the Vulture. Different universes. This is the, exactly. yeah, this is the, we've already put entirely too much thought into this. <laughs> this really? I think we could this, do more. I don't know. Uh, well, all right, fair enough. This is nothing. This is this is DC just hiring actors and not realizing. <laughs> that, oh shit! Um, uh, it was planned. Yeah, we just uh, like his voice. We just like it. they're two mocap characters anyway. It doesn't matter. Shazam is not really a mo. I mean, he's just a dude. He's Dumbledore, yeah, the, 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 right? wizard? the wizard. Well, I don't. The wizard. I, he must be a CGI character because Shazam's done shooting. Oh, good call. <laughs> so, <laughs> if they've just ca- if they're just announcing his casting now, he's a fucking cartoon, and they're just hiring a voice. It's like when they shot Green Lantern, and then two weeks before the movie came out, they're like, "Oh yeah, by the way, Michael Clark Duncan is Kilowog, and yeah. Jeffrey Rush is Tomar Ray." And it's like, "Oh, uh, well, you've been done shooting for like six months." Yeah, yeah, we know. <laughs> We figured that out too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, this is, this is being done specifically because in the, you know, I I still hearken back to my favorite of all uh, tweets that I did for those two jerks, which is somebody shit in their hand and then threw it at the wall. And this is what happened. So there we are. Yep. That's pretty much what happened. I mean, is there is there really any other way to explain this? Or no, no, there is not. There is not. This is like I said. They like they his his voice has gravitas, which is true. Diamond mm-hmm. Hansu, very good actor, uh, and they decided to do this because Aquaman's been done shooting for some time now, and then they were like, "Man, we want him to be the wizard." Oh, okay, I guess. Well, That's isn't it. there also a little like is it? it so Shazam does not exist in continuity. Well, they're coy about that. They're saying that he exists in continuity because there's been some photos of like things in the background on the set. Like there's a toy store scene and apparently there are Batman and Superman toys and stuff in there. So they're basically what they're saying <laughs> is he's in the universe. Yes, but you're not going to see any direct references or ties to the other movies in this. In other words, so, we're hedging because if this does well and the rest of the universe is lit on fire, we can still make a sequel to this. So it's like if it happens in Harlem, people don't know about it in Manhattan? Uh, well, Harlem's part of Manhattan, but yes. Oh, pardon me. Uh, but you're exactly right. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. Like, Fawcett City is just, it's a thing, it's in a bubble, and it doesn't matter. Superman don't <laughs> care what happens in Fawcett City. Yeah, what what happens in Star City stays in Star City as yeah. well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Chris, what's pissing you off? Florida. Can Florida do nothing right? No. You're talking about it's... the rapper Flo Rida? No, I I didn't know that it was a rapper called Flo Rida. Um, and I'm. I'm... <laughs> So I work in the insulation industry, which you guys may or may not know. Um, two years ago, I decided to insulate my home with some additional attic insulation. And I recently upgraded my home with a uh, smart thermostat to uh, do all these amazing things, right? 
Yet, for some fucking reason, Florida just won't allow me to have a cool house. And well, um, you do live in it. I sorry, do. I sorry, sorry. Yeah. It's just, it's so fucking hot, and I will be damned if my goddamn air conditioning doesn't freeze up again, and it shuts off the thermostat and all this other bullshit. Right? Mm. I'm, I'm trying to do all the right things. Have you and had your AC serviced? I did. I had it dust serviced last year. Mm. And it's just, I don't, maybe it's just not, I mean, my wife's home all the time now, so it's, it's running more just to keep her and the kid comfortable and whatnot. But God damn it, like, Florida, just let me have a comfortable, I don't know, it's annoying. But, okay, yeah. uh, let me just, as, as someone who has had recent experience with this, because we just had our AC die last year, and had to replace it. How old's your system? Uh, 03. Okay. It is at the end of its life. This is what your problem is. In Florida, AC systems only last about that long. 15 years. Uh, this is not it's freezing thing. up because you have a part or parts going bad. Oh, and you should that. get somebody to look at it because it is not supposed to function that way, no matter how hot it gets. I know. I just want it to get better. It's uh, not going to heal itself. Well, no, it doesn't it's heal, heal itself. itself. It's not a Wolverine brand air conditioner. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't <sighs> heal itself. It's pro. You probably. I, I mean, I don't know for sure, but when I had this issue, we needed a new coil which for a system as old as ours was, which was a year newer than yours is, um, that coil was like a thousand bucks and the new system was Minus not all that much more. Yeah. I would say like <sighs> more of the size. This is. <laughs> yeah. I, I, not, not news you probably wanted to hear, but it's terrible. Can Florida just get cooler? <laughs> well, um, the whole planet is not getting cooler, so I'm going to say no. First off, you have, have sounds been, like no. You've only been talking to that 98% of scientists. Really <laughs> my 2% of scientists, because they will tell you otherwise. <sighs> Tom, what's pissing you off? People who talk with their mouth full. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with it. Stop talking with your mouth full. I don't need to get a shower of whatever it is you're chewing because <laughs> you can't wait to jump your two cents into the conversation. Just swallow. Take the extra couple seconds, swallow, and then talk. That's all. That's all. It's an epidemic, apparently, because everyone, you know, conversations are, like, so immediate because our attention spans are, you know, fucking minuscule now. So... They can't let the moment pass. Everybody, it seems, can't let the moment pass without... <laughs> I gotta get this thought out of my head, because God forbid I listen. I'm just waiting for my turn to talk. That's all this is. So I gotta get this I, thought out of my head, so... I feel attacked. <laughs> so, so the pizza crust in my mouth be damned. Let's just... I, I just I feel attacked. I'm just I'm uh, letting no, you know. No, no, I mean, it's a lot of people. It's like everybody pretty much so <laughs> i'm just saying i don't want to have to wear a poncho to dinner <laughs> and i feel like i have to yeah. rick what's pissing yeah. you off 
Um, I, 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 so many things. There's just they're always cornucopia. Cornucopia. Um. Okay, so we're gonna go a little inside baseball here, but that's all right. It's what we do. Um. Uh-oh. I, I'm pissed off. Oh God. Uh, yeah. All right. You know what? I'm not gonna get too too deep in here. I'm pissed off at Hearthstone. Okay. The most recent set was a giant waste of my time. <laughs> this is really happening right now. Everybody this, agrees that it was terrible. This, and wow. uh, and uh, it, it, it didn't do a goddamn thing to balance the meta whatsoever. In fact, it made it worse. There's like two decks that even work in standard. And, uh, and now they've announced a brand new set already. And it's so bad that the brand new set, which uh, is going to debut in, in like a month, and the most recent set debuted a month ago. So I'm, I'm concerned that they have fucked up my game. And I have wasted so much of my life on this goddamn app <laughs> that I, I feel as though that I've paid almost nothing for this game for in the years that I've had it. In <laughs> fact, I've, I've paid practically nothing comparatively to the amount of time I've spent playing it. But God damn it, like just all you got to do is make cards that do things that are similar to the cards that you made in the past, but are somehow different. And nothing, everything doesn't have to be random. You don't have to have a random event that has a random event that creates a random event. This, this, this RNG is not that important. I, just, I mean, it was that or talk about the president. And frankly, Tom, I just can't anymore. <laughs> Chris, what did you learn this week? Um, since I was off last week, I will cut into that a little bit. Um, I learned that I might have been a little bit wrong about our society the week <laughs> of July 4th. I, uh, my, my thing that was pissing me off was I was going to, I had anticipated that I would experience basically three or two weekends worth or a full seven days or 10 days or the cases of plus weekends of just assholes firing off fireworks. Um, since, you know, 4th of July fell on a Wednesday of all days, um, it just, it ended with the actual 4th of July. So some faith in humanity restored, very little. Uh, <laughs> so my neighborhood isn't completely full of pyromaniac assholes. So that was, that was a good thing. I would, I would say. Okay. Rick, I'm going to flip the script. Yeah. What did you learn this week? Uh, I actually learned something very goddamn cool. Uh, I learned it in the uh, the extra week that we had, uh, had off because of the 4th of July and everything that happened in between. Um, this is actually kind of making me really, really happy. I learned that in the roughly three years that we've been doing this show, um, people only who I... three? Well, 100, almost 150 episodes, Holy 52 shit. weeks in a year. Well, yeah, but we didn't do them weekly at first. I, I know, I know, but, but yeah. like, if the show, God, the it show, it feels like a hundred. I'm just saying, it feels like a hundred years. That's all. No, trust me, trust me, Tom. I, I, I completely understand what you mean. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I learned that we actually have developed a honest and legitimate fan base. While not gigantic or enormous or able to pay bills for us that are actually both loyal and, in fact, disappointed when we don't have a show. What? 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, you guys are going to laugh. You're Did your like, mom oh, call she... you again? No, no, I, I haven't heard from my mom in the last six hours, so she's doing good. <laughs> um, no, like, honestly, I, I heard from people I work with, uh, some people who communicate through via Facebook who aren't, uh, you know, necessarily big communicators with the show, that people were like, hey, uh, notice there wasn't a show this week. Check Twitter, there was no real update. And I said, oh, yeah, you know. We just sort of kept it low key because uh, there was a lot of shit that happened this week and not everybody could make it and blah, 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 blah. And and what I found out was like as the week went on, I started getting more and more of these little like, hey, is everything cool? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. And it, it wasn't, you know, a thousand deep, but there was at least 10 people from my work, through my Facebook, through our other shows that we have all been part of in one way or another, that were actually genuinely interested to find out what was going on. And it it finally it finally dawned on me. Like we have a an actual listener base. And that's pretty damn cool. Tom. Yes. What did you learn this week? I learned that more of your friends care more about the show than my friends do. (laughs) (laughs) That was not my intention. (laughs) Because I only got like two of such messages. Um, It's possible that the friends bled over. No, no, there was no... Well, there might have been one overlap. So that's even less... That's even more disheartening. Yeah, that kind of makes it worse, right? (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I will say that we are very grateful to all of you who are listening, wherever you may be or whenever you may be listening. Uh, And we thank you for missing us when we're away. Um, And if we may humbly ask that you tell a friend or two about this show that you like so much so that we can grow the community of people who enjoy this show and listen to it. Um, that would be cool. That would I, be I really that. awesome. That would be yeah. really awesome. That's that is that is the that would be the greatest gift you could ever give us for uh, nigh three hundred hours of free entertainment <laughs> that we have given you. Free ish, <laughs> and we have never charged a dime for this show. Although maybe we should have taken, like maybe we should have given money to people in some cases. <laughs> That Patreon idea sounded a little bit more enticing, isn't it? <laughs> oh, Lord. Here we go again. <laughs> Rick, if, if, our, if our loyal core of listeners would like to get a hold of us, or any listener wants to get a hold of us, how can they do that? Uh, they can do the easiest thing in the world, which is follow us on the Twitter, at uh, those two jerks. Please make sure you spell out T-W-O. Um, I am normally manning the Twitterverse, but... Tom has been known to make appearances. And um, <laughs> also you can be part of our ever growing angry guy, Twitter group, which um, is <laughs> really kind of interesting and scary at times for me personally. So Tom, <laughs> if they want to be up to date on everything that's happening uh, in the world of nerddom that we so lovingly love, that's a thing. Um, <laughs> what is the best way for our friends to get a hold of us? You can keep that your way. thumb right on the pulse of Jerk Nation by liking our Facebook page, facebook.com slash those two jerks. You'll always get updates on the latest episodes in addition to news whenever we feel like it and uh, updates on other goings on in 
the jerks world. Chris, if somebody wanted to email us, like a Nigerian prince that wants to buy our show, for, for example, how can they do that? You would email us at those two jerks, spell out TWO at gmail.com. Um, Russia might read the emails. That's not Russia, Chris. Those are all, that is, that is, that is America East, all right? You just. <laughs> I mean, our flag is red, white, and blue. And, and right? so, you know, there's that. <laughs> oh, but good that's Lord. how you just via email. <laughs> you can also call us, right, Tom? You can call us. In fact, someone did call us this week. Oh, my God. Yeah, I want to I wanna play a snippet of that for you. Um, but we did, we did get a voicemail. Lower your credit card interest rate. Press 1 to speak to the member service department. <laughs> press 2 and your eligibility to lower your rate will expire. Oh, one, hit no. one. So hit if one. you have information like that about lowering our credit card rates or <laughs> you have a, a, a poorly worded recorded message about mm. uh, somebody, uh, the local cops picking us up because we didn't pay our taxes um, <laughs> or, you know, you want to give us a cruise or sell us a timeshare, or, or maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe you actually are a human being who listens to the show and you want to we share go. something with us. You can call us, 321-76-JERKS, 321-76-537-57. There it is. Three, two, one, seventy-six jerks. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show. I'm sure because we played that fucking recording. Clearly, we need to fill time. <laughs> For the Sussman, Rick Sussman. I am the Tom and the vocational Chris Vu. Sorry, Chris. So vocational, you forgot about me. <laughs> I'm just all out of sorts today. <laughs> I am the Tom Alexander. At least the fourth best Tom Alexander that you know. <laughs> According Trust to me. LinkedIn. Google it. Google it. You'll see. There's one guy who's like the CEO of like T-Mobile Europe or something. I don't know. Oh, well, you're not going to compete with that. No, I'm not going to beat that guy. Uh, anyway, <laughs> for all of us here at Those Two Jerks, thanks for listening. And until we're important enough for Russia to hack us, we will <laughs> remain Those Two Jerks. See you next time.